life is uh, is happening all around us, isn't it? Oh my God! The spring is is sprung. I was uh, cleaning a, a, an apartment today and uh, sweeping up the street in West Philly. Like I was like, man, am I glad I don't live here anymore? Why were you sweeping the street in West Philly? Is that community service? Yeah, was it mandatory, Ian? Yeah. Do you need me to sign your card? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, we have a, a, a triplex in, in West Philly that we rent out. Oh, wow. Oh. Cool. Is that new? Uh, it's a couple years old. I mean, we oh, got... the big house. Not that he no, sold that house. That house, we sold that house to get this house. While we were there and my wife was, was is killing it. Um, you know, we invested in some real estate in the area. Do you own so much property you don't remember what you own? It's like you're playing real world Monopoly and when someone lands somewhere, you have to go, uh, hold it, do I own that? And bulk it, I do. <laughs> Let's just say we're, we're doing fine. Oh, good. We're very comfortable. I <laughs> know. <laughs> no, you know, it's such a pain. I never wanted to be a landlord at all. Yeah. But we had investment money and uh, we decided real estate was the way to go. And I mean, I think it's still a good move in West Philly. You know, we have a single family place right across from the library down there on concessing. And then we have the triplex uh, in that area. At the time, we loved West Philly and we were never going to go, you know? Yeah. And then six years later, uh, a tearful conversation on um, uh, Baltimore Ave. And like within six months of that conversation of uh, my wife just saying, you know, I just kind of miss community and the kids being able to ride their bikes and mm -hmm. there were more gunshots and things going on, you know? And uh, so from that conversation to moving was like six months, it just went like, boom. This is the last place you guys were at you're talking? Yeah. That place was gorgeous, but there was a night we were recording the podcast out there and we left and it was late. It was like, we didn't leave until like two, 2.30 in the morning. It might have been the night where we had to stay for a while, if you guys recall. And, several uh, several people passed out. Yeah, it was a rough. I, I want to say it was like November of 2016. I can't remember yeah. exactly what happened that would have sparked such alcohol imbibing. But uh, and I don't have to remember it anymore, which is lovely. But I remember when I left, Ian, there was so much police activity down one street that they diverted me. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die here. Yeah. The first night we moved in, someone tried to kick in our door. Yeah. And we never had that issue ever again. Um, I mean, I, you know, and look, we, we moved in in broad daylight. You know, I mean, it's you're you're gentrifying. I mean, yeah. we're, butted, we're butted up against abject poverty and that's real. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were gunshots, there were gunplay, there was right on Chester and 48th car drove past each other and shot at each other. And I was on the front porch and then the car bolt whizzed past me on 48th and the police, you know, eventually came by and asked if we saw anything. And I was like white sedan Chevrolet. There was a drug dealer who met on my corner cause we had a nice corner. And I mean, they Dude, just- snitches get stitches. I was thinking that Jesse, I was like, oh, Ian, Ian's not gonna look good with stitches. But I liked that he <laughs> actually reenacted the entire series of The Wire. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys move yes. down by the docks at any point to get yes. season two in there? Did you run a newspaper? And, I mean, obviously, it hasn't gotten better. And with the pandemic, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine if we were living down there. I mean, the crime rate has risen 300% in West Philly within a mile radius of that house. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are where you are now and that you're comfortable and everything. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're extremely fortunate to be able to make such a decision and make it happen. And I don't um, feel bad for that, but um, we also rent clean, safe places in West Philly that are, that are well-maintained and I'm a pretty easygoing landlord. I've, I've, I do like this addition of Ian's uh, Realty, Realty, yeah, Realtor was Corner. Oh, I was going to do Ian's Landlord Corner. That's better. We'll use that, Jess. We'll use that one. Okay. Was that clean? Do you want another take? Yeah. Do another one just for the hell of it. Ian's Landlord Corner. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Julie Snow Reagan. Julie. Steve. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being here. Is that really your middle name? Um, well, actually, no one's too clear on what my uh, legal name is. Hmm. It I, uh, it's hard to travel because we're not sure her passport is accurate. Really? Yeah. We uh we did uh get flagged. It's this we business. I got flagged at the passport office when we tried to renew our passports because I had too many other identities. <laughs> because I never changed my name when I got married. I was Julie Snow, and then when I got married to Kevin, I just started tacking Reagan on sometimes, but not all the time. And then sometimes I'd include Snow, but sometimes I'd drop it. And so I have a number of aliases. The one true queen of the North. <laughs> First, I want to just say thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, that's nice. Glad to have you. I am. Nobody's ever I... said that before. I know. <laughs> you know what? Are you serious? I'm grateful, pricks. Oh. Yeah. Usually they make some snarky comment about, you know, they weren't the first one in the show or whatever. It's usually about Kevin's shirt. I'm going to take my shirt off. Well, uh, one, I'm, I'm very accustomed to Kevin's shirts and, and two, I'm, I'm not a performer. And so, uh, I guess this is novel. That's fine. Ian's not either. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a simple landlord. <laughs> Ian's landlord corner. We already have it, Jess. So my story is about the time I went to see R.E.M., in September of 1989. Uh, now, is that before? That's right after losing my religion, right? They really hit it that year with losing my religion. No, it was before. It was before that? Mm-hmm. Were you alone in the corner? It was before there were corners, and it was the Pop 89 tour, I think. It was during Stand, Stand in the right. Place Where You Live. That. Right. Um, okay. So everybody didn't hurt. Nope. Uh, did people hurt then? I can't remember. No. Not yet. No. Okay, not yet. Yeah, it was the Green Album. Yeah. I feel like I need to set expectations and let you know that I did this story does not culminate in my meeting REM or anything really cool. <laughs> um, Damn it. That is that's, all right. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 1989, I was I was 16. It was the end of that summer between. I guess it would have been my sophomore and junior years. So the opportunity to see REM at the man came up. Yeah. And I wanted to go. A few of my girlfriends wanted to go. Somehow we scored 
for lawn seats. Was it Rebecca? Did she make it happen? Yeah. Rebecca, Rebecca wasn't involved. It was, um, was it Sam? Sam. Uh, I had yet to meet Sam. This, uh, <laughs> have friends with these names. Not, not the Rebecca, Actually, but Sam. Sam's legit. I was gonna say, how does Ian know your friends' names? Yeah, Ian, what the hell? I was just going with like 80s girls' names. I don't know, white girls' names. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's REM? It, 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 yeah, it was REM, so okay, that's uh, probably. Um, so somebody waited in line at Ticketmaster. Yeah. My assumption is. Yeah. My assumption is. That's true. It could have been like a West Coast video situation. Didn't they also sell tickets in like maybe some grocery stores would be like ticket ticket master spots or like were there I don't I think they were just lottery tickets grocery stores I can't remember I remember sleeping out outside of a blockbuster not for these tickets these tickets just kind of came my way and and hopefully if I was going to sleep out for tickets I'd get better than lawn at the man <laughs> but these were just somehow acquired I was really excited it was it was myself my friend Christine her sister Rose which I just realized is a 10,000 Maniacs song. And um, <laughs> Gina and Angela. Wait, that's five. So it was you and four. Okay, so it was five. Yeah, me and four. Four okay. of my friends. Yeah. The concert was on a Sunday night. I was 16, as I said. I think Chris and Ange may have actually still been 15. Rose was maybe 17. Gina was 16. We were all, not only were we 16-year-olds, but we were young 16-year-olds. We didn't grow up in the city. Sure. We didn't grow up in West Philadelphia. Right. We grew up in Southern Delaware County Delta. and Catholic school, went to O'Hara oh. and weren't that worldly yet. Had you been to any concerts before? I had. I've gone to concerts since I was very young, but always with my parents. My, my dad is a musician and he started taking me to concerts, uh, my brothers and me to concerts when I was really young. What was your first concert, Julie, with your dad? My first concert was Loretta Lynn at the Valley Forge Music Center. Oh that music fair, yeah. I thought wow. Hooters. Why did I think that? Because you're a sick man. Oh, that's a good. That's a I good. I did see guess the Hooters when I was yeah when I was 13. I saw the Hooters at the Tower. Oh. Yeah, I had seen a lot of concerts, but I'd always gone with my dad. And this was one of the first concerts that was like a grown-up concert where I had planned to just go and and i'd been to a couple by myself i'd seen in excess at the spectrum where you know parents would drop you off and say okay meet us at the rocky statue at you know 11. Right. Yep. oh man if they said that now you'd be screwed you i know across town yeah well, and, so and how do you find your 12 year old in a sea of 12 year olds at the rocky statue you know? yeah precisely all look at their dads with no cell phones no cell phones oh yeah. no internet yeah so this particular concert had a, a wrinkle, though, because none of us drove. Right. As, as I'd said, it was on a Sunday night. And I asked my parents, Mom, Dad, can I go see R.E.M. at the man? It's a school night, but, uh, yeah. you know. And they said, absolutely, hop in the car. And they said, <sighs> a lot of what they said to me was prefaced with a sigh back then. They'd say, Julie, you can go, but you have to have a ride both ways. And then of course that prompted, well, will you drive me? <laughs> yeah. No, Julie, no. Um, I had two younger brothers. My parents had their hands full yeah. and they said, no, Julie, we're not, not on a Sunday night. We're not driving to the man. 
And I said, okay. So you sighed back. You sighed, yeah, you guys. I, I, there was a lot of sighing back then. It's and, hereditary. Uh, it's hereditary. It's mirroring. Is the sighing, yeah. is the sighing um, thoughtful or guilt-laden? Oh, there's a lot. A, a lot sigh packs a lot. Yeah. So, did you have a, like a sigh chart? I probably <laughs> the nuances could make of a sigh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like when you become a parent and you know the cries and the the different mm-hmm. sounds that you can make. Yeah, yeah. Well, if my parents had known my size uh, that well, they would have known that that particular sigh was, "I'm resigned to your answer, but I'm not resigned to not going." Mm-hmm. And so, I talk to Chris and Gina Rose. I say, "Do we have a ride?" this concert can you guys get a ride do we know anyone who wants to drive our asses back and forth no 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 one's parents were game were you the oldest julie were you the elder of the the group no rose was uh rose was chris's older sister but they were like irish twins except that i think they were polish could Ange get her hands on some hooch and maybe some smokes oh likely not back then (laughs) i'm telling you we were we were so green we were yeah, no. That would take a whole different side, Ian. We just wanted to go to the concert. We and- just wanted to see REM. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't about it wasn't about like hanging out with boys or anything. It was just like no. just go see REM with your girls. Absolutely. Yeah. That was it. Yep. That was it. That's legit. As a parent, I, I would have jumped on the early ride. I would have said, Yeah, we'll take you down there. It's possible, Steve, that we had a lot of takers for the early shift yes. and none for the ride home. It's, nope. it's very possible. Not on a Sunday night. No. no. So the day of the concert, I said, so. Uh, I mean, were there were there swings and misses on looking for rides? I mean, I know you just said that the. Likely. You, I mean, were you look? I mean, you must have been frantically looking for rides. I mean, eh. were the other eh. girls, the other girls were like, oh, we'll just take the bus or whatever. We'll, you know. we'll figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah. Figure it we'll out. figure it out. Yeah. We're from the suburbs. Everything just seems to work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, we'll just figure it out is going to be a theme uh, of, of this story. So of sheltered white girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we decide we're just going to go and we're just going to figure this out because we're capable and someone scores a get excited. Wait, someone scores a trolley schedule. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Those were hard to come by in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great and, start. Yeah. And then Gina was working at the Springfield Mall. And as it was a Sunday, her the, the mall closed early. So her shift was over at like 5. She had to close up the store at 5, 5.30, whatever. Where did she work? The Canary and the Elephant. Oh my God. I remember that. That's right. I don't remember that store. It was a little niche kind of jewelry store that was like Claire's. Uh-huh. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so she closes up shop and the trolley runs right behind Springfield Mall. Yeah. Now, when you, when you say close up shop, do you mean just like closes the kiosk door? No, it was an actual <laughs> lease space. It was not a kiosk. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where you like throw the tarp. Yeah. It was, it was this an is 1989, storefront. Ian. That was an anchor. Canary and the Elephant was an anchor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and Macy's on the other yeah. side. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to hear about this trolley ride because I know this line very well. And yeah. it goes to 69th Street. It goes nowhere near Fairmount Park. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the trolley is one leg of a many-legged ride. Yeah. We didn't really know that. We knew it was going in the general direction yeah. of where we wanted to be. It's going away from where we are, <laughs> so it must be going where we need to be. No way. Yeah. So we get on the trolley. And meanwhile, I have told my parents that I'm going to Pulsations because Pulsations had an underage night on Sunday nights. And I used to go every Sunday night. It was down the street from my house. It was my Sunday night routine. So for me to say, I'm just going to go to Pulsations was just, you know, par for the Easier. course. But yeah. they, did they forget about the concert? Likely. Yeah. So they got other kids to worry about, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that because Pulsations was open till 11 and, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd hit Denny's for like a, a short amount of time on the, on the way home. Or I, I might not get home until like 1130 quarter. Of, yeah. Well, the latest I would get home is like midnight. On um, and night? on a school night. Wow. I just to let you know, I, I'm the oldest and I have two younger brothers and they're both fine people and they've managed to make their way in this life and become very accomplished people um, in, in society and, and, you know, but they, they were a handful as kids, especially my middle brother. He had probably about 95% of my parents' attention. Wow. And so, because I didn't cause a lot of trouble, yeah. I was just like, oh, right, Julie, just do your thing and yeah. don't be too stupid and, you know, just get home. And, and so, okay, I'll be at Pulsations, mom, you know, I'll catch you later. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was also not unusual for me to go to a friend's because I didn't have a car. So I was always getting rides to and from Pulsations, like older friends were always like giving me rides. And I Pulsations, is that in the city or no, that was a suburb? Oh, no, that that's Glen Mills. Yeah. Okay. Glen Mills. Yeah, it's uh, on Route 1. Okay. It was about two minutes from Julie's house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I guess my point is that my disappearing in the afternoon on a Sunday and saying I'm going to be going to Pulsations later yeah. wasn't unusual because I would crash at a friend's house and just go straight to Pulsations from wherever I had been hanging out that day. Maybe not even stop at home. So uh, we're on the trolley. And the trolley ends at 69th street. Yeah. Can we uh, guess on some outfit choices? I have no idea. I, I don't remember. I mean, you're not a Madonna girl. No. Yeah. I was an alternative. Are you a, Do are you a Doc Martin girl? Yeah. Black jeans, white shirt. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone looked like Susie. Everyone looked like Susie yeah. Sue. <laughs> Did you have pins all over your, your jean jacket? I didn't have a jean jacket. I a cardigan? Like, are you in a Probably. Cardigan? Oh, I was a cardigan girl. Yeah. Totally. Totally cardigans, ripped tights, right. docks, but I didn't get my first pair of docks until that Christmas. Okay. So I didn't have my docks yet. I probably had some are kind you, of knockoff. Do you, you have dyed hair at 16? Are you black? That's another story. Black? I went to Catholic school. <laughs> right. Didn't fly. Yeah. You got the ripped leggings, Doc Martens, uh, cardigan, and uh, uh, like a, a rock star tee, or I mean like a CB probably. GB's, CBGB's tee? Probably. I do have pictures, a couple of them. Of course, they're terrible because they're taken on like a 110 camera. I'm not in them because I took the pictures. So I can't remember what I was, yeah. what I looked like, but I, I have pictures that I can share for later. 
So we got to 69th Street and immediately regretted your decision. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. You had to have been like, now what? It's a walk. You could have walked it if you'd had like hours. So Jesse, that's so interesting that you say that because um, we actually didn't know where the man was. Okay. Oh. We knew that it was in Philadelphia. All right. Good start. Okay. Good start. <laughs> so we got a bus schedule. You didn't bring one of those tuning sticks? Like a... She's trying to find water? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> She's dousing for water at 60 I'm sorry. You guys are under the impression that works for finding water? I did sure. in the 1800s. Yeah. There's a mud puddle. <laughs> it's this one. No, way. no, I just peed there. No, it's funny. Mud puddle was opening for REM, so that's perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Actually, it was throwing muses. Ah, I was but... close. Oh. Yeah. So we got on a bus that was headed towards Philadelphia. Did yeah. you ask anyone? Like, well, we're trying to get to the man. Do you know what? I have no memory of asking anyone. Okay. Okay. If we tried, it wasn't helpful. If you're at, the, at 69th Street, you go, take us to the man. You could end up yeah, in so many places. That. Yeah, yeah. That's like a bus schedule in and of itself. It's like the, the flight patterns of, of all the planes landing. <laughs> I just feel like the man at 69th Street is Michael Chitwood. They would just take you over to Upper Darby and go, he's in there. <laughs> but we did get on a bus that dropped us off in Center City. Oh, not the man. Not so the man. So now you're in Center City. I can't speak for anyone else, except I suspect that I can. My experience and knowledge of Philadelphia when I was 16 was extremely limited. Mine was non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I had been to South Street a couple of times yep. where I was literally driven, dropped off at South Street, like second and south, and then picked up there a couple hours later. That was it. A couple hours, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Just up and down the street, yeah. Where would you meet on South Street, Julie, to get picked up? There's no Rocky statue. Would it be the Larry Fine mural at the... Zipperhead. <laughs> Zipperhead, Zipper yeah, absolutely, yeah. Probably. Or, or Tower, Tower Records. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't miss it. Yeah. We were not on South Street. And so therefore, my knowledge of Philadelphia, where I was in Philadelphia, was not completely non-existent. Non-existent. Awesome. What possessed you guys to finally get off in Center City as opposed to any other stop along the way? So the premise of that question is that there was any <laughs> real logic <laughs> applied to any decisions that we made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we just figured, well, this looks Busy. Right. And yeah. Feels right. Promising. Right. We got to go back to the fact you had no idea where the man was. Oh, no. Right. These look like concert goers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pardon me, kind sir. Are you going to see REM? <laughs> you there. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice you're wearing some Doc Martens. <laughs> so funny, Ian, because uh, it unfolds not too differently. We were now off of the bus on a corner that was probably like 15th and Market. Right. Uh, are you guys now a little uneasy? Are you enjoying this adventure in babysitting? I have to tell you that I felt a little uneasy because I knew I was going to miss throwing muses. Yeah. The opening act. Okay. <laughs> I knew that my schedule had been thrown off. Yeah. And that but you're not scared. You're just like, oh, shit, we're going to miss the show. Probably... We don't know where we are. <laughs> Again, I don't want to speak for my partners in this adventure, but I 
don't have a strong survival instinct. And I definitely didn't have one when I was 16. So I should have been scared. Yeah. I don't know that I was yet. That's about to change. So we're standing in the middle of the city. We're looking at the signs. We have this bus schedule. It looked like you live there. People are walking by saying, oh, they live here. Yeah. We don't stand out at all. <laughs> Let's ask them for directions because they know where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just wondering what what signs are you looking like? How are signs going to help you? <laughs> no, Ian, I think we assumed that it would be like. There's like South Street this way, the man this way. Yes. <laughs> like you, you were hoping there was like a post like in MASH. Like in MASH. Signs. <laughs> More like a mall directory, you know, where like you, you are walk here. In, yeah. And, and there's the X you are here and you can figure out. And, there, and here's REM. Ah, okay. I see. Okay. Yeah. When you're from the suburbs, your world is so small. Absolutely. Yes. And wherever you are, you can get to any place you need to go. You may not make the most direct route. Right. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Yeah. So there aren't that many places to go. There aren't that many. And tip of the cap, I mean, you guys just, it's very, um, you know, ballsy. You guys just were just like, well, we'll go, we'll figure it out. And, and that's so great. And it's such a, that's such a wonderful thing. And, and you all had each other. We did. You, you, fun adventure go ahead it was it it was at that point it was still a fun adventure and uh and then we see a car in philadelphia whoa that <laughs> is weird was this a suburban car or like a city car? it was so not a suburban car it like pulled up alongside us where we were standing on mm. this corner and a gentleman stepped out of the car and started to approach us he said, I'm Michael Stipe, and I'm lost. <laughs> the brim of his hat lined in fur. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a hat, but his car was a farce. I'd never seen a car like this in my entire life. It was one of those cars that you see in movies where it was just a regular old beat up sedan, but the doors and different panels were different colors. Great. And the front bumper was held on by duct tape. Mm. And at this point, um, Silence of the Lambs had not come out. 91. No, it had not. Yeah, that would be two years from now. Oh, all right. Two years later. So he says, ladies, you look like you're in need of something. And Smooth. astute fella. Yeah. And we said, yeah, we need to get to the man. Oh, no. All right. And he goes... <laughs> 20 bucks, I'll drive all ya. Oh by way of by way of Texas. 20 bucks for all five of us. By way of Texas and 10 years later. Deal. Th that man's name was Mr. Uber. I have no idea what that man's name was. <laughs> Clarence Uber. <Yes. laughs> so we begin to pile into this man's car. Oh. <laughs> because I was always the self-sacrificing type i agree to because there's five of us and the driver in a sedan so i agree to not only sit up front but sit next to the driver because there is now the three of us in the front and the three of us in the back yeah well you've done that down the shore i grew up with two brothers i'm used to being squeezed and you know exactly i just want to say for the record i quickly looked it up ted bundy 
was no longer in Philadelphia at this point, and he would die a month after this story. So, okay, not Ted Bundy. Not right. Ted Bundy. Okay. So we pile into this man's car, and I'm squeezed in the front seat, and the first thing I see is he has duct tape. There is duct tape inside the car. Well, the There's bumper, a lot of duct tape the inside of the car. Yeah. The bumper. But he also has all of these little green army figures glued to his dashboard. And they're, they all have guns and they're all, the guns are pointing (laughs) at me. They're pointing pointing into the car. Yes. They're lined up on the dashboard pointing into the car. It's antithetical. Little row of army guys. I was like, this is wild. This this is is so so wild. (laughs) Right. So we drive around for about 10 minutes. We're driving. And he says, no chit chat. He, he finally says something. Oh, we were probably, we were 16 year old girls. I'm sure we were. like, (laughs) So finally he says, excuse me, ladies, where is the man? And we said, we don't know. That's why we got in your car. Clarence Uber is failing. Yeah, that's terrible. We were, Around the art museum, I think at this point, he must have seen signs and just been like, okay, there yeah. we go. We definitely were of no help. But eventually, he got us to the man. Oh. Yeah, right? right. <laughs> really exciting. And we gave him- Earned his 20 bucks. That 20 bucks. You know, thank you, sir. Have a great rest of your night and life. And so we were now at the man. And REM was taking the stage. I thought for sure we were to lose either Ange or Rose. No, we're all the five of us. Everyone's alive. There's five of us. We have lawn seats. We're like, lawn seats suck. Yeah. So we say that we could get up close. But what are the odds of five of us managing to get up close as like a group of five? Probably not very good. We need to split up. Yep. Yep. This is, mind you, pre-cell phones, pre-internet. So did you get there like before the show? No, no, not at all. Okay. No, the, the show was happening. Right. Was REM playing at that point, Julie. Oh, you yeah. missed throwing me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We missed the opening act entirely. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the show and now we decide that the best course of action would be to split up entirely. We didn't split up entirely. I stayed with Chris. Rose stayed with Gina and Ange went off on her own. Ange is a daredevil. She yeah. is. What's that yeah. about? She's awesome. She is. Nobody ever Lips. called her again, but still. No. <laughs> so you guys should write a like a survival guide <laughs> for, for for teenage suburban girls. I don't want to disagree with you, Ian, but I just can't imagine there'd be a market for what <laughs> we had <laughs> to offer. For those tools. Good things happen to good people. Yeah. We uh we got up front. I was Probably like fifth row. Nice. Chris and I. Just kind of meandering down and just dancing. Doing our thing, dancing, having a great time. You got seats or were you just kind of in the aisle? No, No, because everyone was standing. Yeah, once the music starts. So it's very hard to associate a body with a seat. So just everyone's kind of pushing towards the stage, especially up front. Like you guys thought you were pulling off the impossible. Meanwhile, no one cared. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Especially back then. There wasn't as much policing. The is, 
wide open. I mean, there's massive. Just... So the, the, you got to see the show and everything worked out. Wait a everything minute. Everything worked out. Hold on a second. <laughs> so the show ends. Yeah. And it was a fantastic show. It was really good. Did you guys give him five bucks to wait for you? <laughs> that would have been smart see if we had done that we may have been able to pedal that into some kind of a manual right if you would ask that dude to stay 100 one of you would have been murdered probably (laughs) all of you but definitely one i'm thinking but no probably not Ange. Ange. well i was going to say Ange had more street smarts than no nobody did (laughs) no one did (laughs) no one did you were about to say she had more street smarts than the little uh, army men. The little army men on the dash. Right. Yeah. yeah. By the way, hats off to this gentleman who genuinely totally just brought us to the man. I mean, the most unlikely of characters. But right? you think that he was a parent who had taken his daughter to see a show in Center City and then saw other kids. He's like, Jesus, what is happening? What are you <laughs> girls doing? Right, I'll take you to the man. Yeah. Let me guess. You told your parents you're going to the Palladium. <laughs> the Palladium. <laughs> so how how do you how do you get home? Well, they had to meet up. They have. We have to meet up first. Oh, God. Because we're completely separated. So we'll figure it out. We fi- well, we'll figure it out. Well, well, the, the way we figured it out is we just had to wait until everyone left the man. Everyone left. Yeah. Everyone left. There's just yeah. a dude pushing a broom, and then the rest of your crowd. Basically, so all of your potential rides. Got in their cars and drove away. Yeah, good point. Yes. You just and, and you, you just look for the other meerkats. We're like, <laughs> right. That was what we were doing. So Chris and I, so smart, right? We were on the, the walkway, you know, that separates the seats from like the lawn, and we're like, this is this is a great place to be. Solid. People Solid. will see us. Solid. Yeah. yeah. So I remember looking at the bus schedule for the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna reverse your trip. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You just have to get back to Center City. Yeah, to to yeah, back exactly. To Center City, 69th Street home. <laughs> Easy. Just just turn it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't an option because what no. we failed to realize was that public transportation stops leaving the city to the suburbs before 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's real thin after that. Especially mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Yep. <laughs> on a Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. <laughs> so we're looking at this schedule and we're like, can this be right? Can this document from the company that does this be correct? Uh, there's a bunch of typos on here. None of these lines go to my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris and I start kind of just spitballing. Well, I mean... We could try to find a payphone and call one of our parents. And I was like Ooh. very anti that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was still clinging to this idea that I would get out of this unscathed. What time is this at this point? After 11. Oh, yeah, you're done. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, in, you're in trouble. You got to be home. Done. You got 40 minutes, maybe. Yeah. So Chris and I are standing there and Ange comes along. And now we have Ange. So this is great. Right. Now we're just missing Rose and Gina. And Ange ran into you guys like accidentally she's like oh oh right hey guys right <laughs> she's been living a life oh yeah. she was she yeah. got all the way up New against brand. the stage from yep. what i remember Backstage. yeah stage yeah so then here come rose and gina and some guy and so they uh pardon me while i let 
the cat out. I thought you were going to pick up a picture. And it's like a wedding picture of Rose and this guy. Uh, I thought you were going to show us your scar from your Colombian necktie. <laughs> so, Jesse, you are really astute. Can I tell you that uh, Rose and this guy started dating for a while what? after the concert, right? So anyway, but, that, but I'm jumping ahead. So Rose and Gina and this guy walk towards us and we say, Rose, Gina. Guy. Guy, guy. <laughs> and... They say, hi, guys, this is Bill. Hi, Bill. Bill from New Jersey. Okay. Hi, Bill from New Jersey. Okay. Bill's story was that he bought two REM tickets, one for himself and one for his girlfriend, and she broke up with him like, Ooh, right wow. before the concert. And so he decided to go alone. So he was at the concert alone. Rose and Gina end up talking with this guy. And they're hanging out. He's coming with them, you know? So we're like, oh, nice to meet you, Bill. That's, that's fantastic. And we say, so we're in a pickle because apparently there's no public transportation to get us home. Bill's night just got three hours longer. Yeah, also, yeah. also. Jesse knows the story. Why am I even here to tell it? Bill, Bill and his big empty car. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Is that how you talked? We're in a pickle, Bill? Probably. Yeah. I'm telling you, Ian, the fact that I stand here today and have managed to even procreate is pretty miraculous. Bless you. So Bill says, no problem, ladies. I will drive you all home. Oh, Yay! Really? Bill is so, the hero. So we're not sitting here with Bill. We're sitting here with Kevin. That's amazing. Yeah. Rose and Bill were a thing. Come on. You would have, no, you would have done that. I know you would have done that, Kevin, if you were there. If you, if you uh, <laughs> Bravo's from New Jersey, that's the other direction. Yeah, it's, I know. Total other direction. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill to the rescue. Oh. And so he says, come on this way. I got this. We're good. And we're all about it. We're like, sure. Yeah. It's your only option. Yeah. Let's get in the car and, and yeah. do this. Please tell me Bill was a reasonable age and he wasn't like 45. No, Bill was not 45. He was older than us. I would probably say maybe 20, 21. So like three, four years older than us, five at most. How much older than Rose was he? That's a lot then. Five three, years four, five. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. has, that, has that led Rose down a path of older men? He had child seats. He had car seats in the back of his. <laughs> was... Yeah. Don't mind the Cheerios. He had no car seats. He had no Cheerios, but he did have his prized acoustic guitar. In a car in the man parking lot? That is dumb. Yeah. Is it? So we get to his car. Yeah. Oh, no. His car has been broken into and his guitar has been stolen. <laughs> his night just got eight hours longer. And now Bill is just completely distressed. I can't leave, guys. I can't leave until I find my guitar. Oh, no. I want to say for the record, Bill and Rose are perfect for each other. <laughs> By the way, this is a great teenage movie. Yeah, it is. Cautionary tale. But it can only happen in the 80s when we had the ability to just be gone. Sure, yeah. And we didn't know cell phones. No, no cell phones. Just... Yeah. Hey, Julie, I feel like you were, too, like thinking, okay, if, doing the math. Like, if, if we get in the car here, I might make my 1150 you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, I'm you like were, by midnight. You were looking good until smash window, no guitar. 
Well, the window wasn't smashed. I don't know that he locked his car. Uh, or if he did, Bill. it was kind of jimmied. Yeah. You know what? There was no broken glass. It, his car was broke, definitely broken into. Things were stolen. Like I now know why Bill's him. girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah. yeah. He's an yeah. idiot. He left that <laughs> guitar. <laughs> All I know is that the beloved guitar was not there. And he wanted to search for it. Oh, yeah. And so we got man security. They were brought over. I'm sure they're going to get right on it. I mean, man security, man security that was almost going to go home. (laughs) So now I'm like, guys, I'm feeling for you, Bill. Like, really, but we got to go. We got to, we got to go. Can we at least take your car? You did say you were going to take us home. Yeah. So we decide we will aid in the search. Everybody spread out. We start poking around in shrubbery at the man thinking maybe they stole the guitar but then it was like eh, too much to carry conspicuous maybe they tossed it right yeah or, or i'll ditch it here for later yeah in the dark we are going through the brush of the man the outskirts of man parking lots baggies like all like 1989 at the man like the, the kind of shit you would find in the bushes is not. You're finding condoms, fingers. Oh, all of it. <laughs> all yeah, of it, condoms. Ian. It was, yeah. And and so we decided to abort search. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, and so we convinced Bill, who is now sad Bill. Yeah. <laughs> He's very sad. And yeah. I did feel bad to just, just let's get in the car and get us home. What time yeah. is this now? Where do you think you're at now? Hmm. Maybe quarter of 12, quarter of midnight. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So we get in the car and he says, I don't know, Pennsylvania. I'm from New Jersey. I'm going to need you guys to <laughs> direct me. Neither do we. Home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you all know where the man is. So you leave the man and you hit 76. Yep. Yeah. And he says, East or West? Oh, no. And one of us, I think it was me, said, well, we live west of the city, so we think west. Which, of course, is the wrong answer. Yeah. If you want to get to southern Delaware County the blue from I-76, the Blue Route is not a thing yet. Right. No, it's not. You're right. Yeah. The Blue Route is not a thing. And so we go west. Go west, young man. So we're driving for days. days. Doesn't Bill ever say, wait, that's how I get home. (laughs) Yeah, right. I forgot (laughs) Pennsylvania and New Jersey. He's got guitar and Rose on the mind. I get it. Right, I guess. So he says, all right, I'm getting low on gas. We got to stop off at one of these exits and get gas, which we do. And I remember it was the king of Prussia exit oh so we're in wow. king of prussia now oh that's a terrible exit to get off yeah oh god <laughs> i mean it just it seems like a joke that exit yeah yeah but we managed it and we got to this gas station it was like a shell or something that's where the pictures are from we were dancing around the parking lot but i i remember there was a payphone and i thought mm. do i call my parents it would have to be collect, of course. Yes. 
I didn't have any change on me. And they, and they just scream the message while they're trying to get them to. <laughs> right, right. It does. <laughs> I'm getting a camera. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Go back, go back to bed. <laughs> will you accept the charges? <laughs> yeah, don't um, say King of Prussia because they will leap out of their skin. It wasn't an issue, Jesse, because I decided to roll the dice and not call my parents. Sure. <laughs> because maybe they'll be asleep when Did I get home. Did you ask at the gas station, Julie? If they sold maps? No, no. we didn't. Which way is media? Did you say? No, which we didn't. Yeah, of course. No, we didn't. We just got our gas and we got back in the car and came headed for to Ohio. drive west. Pittsburgh, here we come. <laughs> so now we're on the turnpike. And <laughs> now you're on the turnpike. We were on the turnpike. Yeah. We had to get a ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one thought anything. And they never, they never thought the bus didn't get a ticket on the way here. <laughs> yeah, that's why this is the right way, because the bus took them to the wrong place. Yeah. 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 It's the right way. Oh, no. I think we were all pretty clear that we were headed in the wrong direction. We just didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. Just keep going. At some point, Bill, to his credit, decides we have ridden into the West enough. We need to get off of the turnpike. And so he does. And also to his credit, he made the decision to go south. I want to say I went back years later, like just, you know, once there was internet and everything, and I tried to like retrace. I hmm. think that we probably got off around the Morgantown exit oh, or maybe dear. a little bit farther, maybe like an exit or two past that. Well, the exits are so far apart up there. They are. There yeah. 15, they are 20 minutes in between like yeah. Aston and Morgantown and they're so far apart. 30 miles between the exits. Yeah. And uh, so we started to head south and we were doing that for a while. Then miraculously, we saw Route 1. Oh, home. we know that. <laughs> we know Route 1. Route 1, Route 1, turn on Route 1. We know Route 1 because all of us lived off Route 1. Take it to the zero mile mark. Go. <laughs> yeah, but which way? Which way? North or south? Uh, Maryland. We knew we, I don't want to say we knew. We probably guessed north, but we did turn in the right direction. At this point, we are probably between like Oxford and yeah. Avangrove. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is out one. there. But you're about to see a breathtaking sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. It's when we found out that Kennett Square was the mushroom capital of the world. Uh-huh. We saw no. a big sign and we were really excited about that. I remember we, cheered. <laughs> <laughs> we eventually made our way back into Delaware County via Route 1 of the five of us. I lived the farthest west because I lived in Aston and everyone else was like Parkside, Wallingford, Media. You took everyone home? Oh, every single one of us, he dropped off at our individual houses. They had school the next day. Yeah. And then he had to get home. And then he had to get home. He had to stop by the guitar store first. (laughs) First, he was going to jerk off. (laughs) Oh, poor man. So he drops me off first because I am the first house that he hits after our wayward journey. And as we get closer and closer, I'm like... Oh God, please. Oh God, please let me get away with this. Please God, let me get away with this. Are you looking for like lights on in the house? We pull up to the house. Did you pull up like world according to Garp? (laughs) Lights off, engine off? (laughs) Probably now that you mention it. But unfortunately, every light in my house was on. 
sinking feeling. What time do you think it was? Keep driving. Keep driving. Keep driving. It was at this point. It was probably around three. Oh. Oh. Wow. Maybe two thirty. Oh God. Probably closer to three. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Did they ask you how pulsations was? <laughs> Pulsar was on fire tonight. Pulsar. Now, when you were dropped off, did he wait for you to get in? Understandably, he could just drop you off and just be like, I never want to see these girls ever. He had four more to drop off. And there was no need to stick around. I want to say that my parents' silhouettes were in the front door. And your friends were probably like, we don't want to get busted. I love my parents. (laughs) And I walked in and I've never seen them so fraught and so furious. And I was- I can imagine. I was sat down and told that they had tried to file uh, missing persons reports with the police. They had called all of the hospitals oh in God. Delaware and Chester County. Yeah. They were thwarted with the missing persons because since I was 16, all the police were like, yeah, no, you, she's only been missing for like a few hours. Call back in a couple of days and then we'll take you seriously. Oh and uh, it was it was not a good scene. Yeah. It was not a good scene in that yeah. house. And the reason that the police wouldn't file a report is they were too busy hot on the trail of a missing guitar. Yeah, the man police had called them in (laughs) to the investigation. The man police. I think all the police are the man police. (laughs) Billy, did all of you get in trouble? Like everybody got busted? Anybody get away with it? I got the worst of it. I definitely got the worst of it. Bill's the only one who got got away (laughs) scot-free with the missing guitar. Yeah, I was was technically grounded until Christmas, but I think I was uh, released early for good behavior, probably around Halloween. I, I tell you, as a parent, I think of it like I would just want to hug. I'd be so mad at you, but I would just want to hug you. Yeah. Did you rise above your middle brother then as the worst kid in the family? No, I can answer that. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, but I was on the radar now. Yeah. I was definitely on the radar. Yeah.